glad you're here. Thank you. It means a lot to me that you're listening. Before we start, I want to call your attention to the Open Medicine Foundation. I just donated $55 to support their work. The founder and CEO, Linda Tannenbaum, is tying up her laces for the 2023 Surfers Point Marathon in order to raise awareness for MECFS and related illnesses. And to double your impact, Linda and her husband are matching all donations up to $10,000. That means every dollar you give is doubled. So there's a link in on the Substack. Uh, please consider giving a few dollars. It makes a difference. All right, that being said, let's go on to episode 65. Can you believe it? This one's called Severe. And it goes like this. It's hard to imagine that my current condition might not be considered severe. It sure feels severe to me. The incessant ringing in my ears, the cold, damp feeling all over my body, the dense fatigue in my brain, the constant battle with my breathing, the aching weakness in my legs, the burning dryness of my eyes, and the not-so-subtle turning in my stomach. It's a difficult and intense experience living in my body these days, and I get little relief. When I'm up and about, I have an almost perpetual longing to get back into bed. At times, the illness consumes me, and I'm not even severe. Maybe the label doesn't matter so much, but out of respect for the MECFS patients that have it so much worse than I do, I'm willing to call my state of illness moderately severe. Here's the level of my wellness. I'm able to hop up easily from the bed to use the bathroom. I'm able to prepare my own meals. I can ride my scooter into town for groceries. I'm able to sit on my porch and play the handpan for a little while. I can sit up at my laptop and write for 45 minutes straight. On Sunday, I went to church. And last week, with the help of a wheelchair and my nonagenarian mother, I traveled to Miami, Florida to see my daughter in a play. Hallie gave a stunning performance in a cutting-edge production of The Little Mermaid, and I got to be there for opening night. The trip was definitely a stretch, and it may have been foolish, but I'll do anything to be in the same room with Hallie Walker. I feel sick most of the time, and I spend much of the day in bed, but I know how much worse it could be. Like a hidden monster, severe is always looming around the corner. I've heard the stories, I've read the posts, and I have friends in the severe community. I've experienced firsthand the unforgiving nature of MECFS, but I'm not severe. I don't need a caregiver. I can drive short distances. And today I've got a good appetite for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My friend James, who's completely bedridden, mentioned that everyone with this illness thinks that they're severe. 
with symptoms more intense than they've ever experienced before. Most people can't imagine what it would be like if it got worse. Then it gets worse, and they realize the blessing of what they had before. I'm sorry to report that my level of severity has recently worsened. I'm sicker than I was six weeks ago. This decline has significantly impacted the quality of my life. Everything is more difficult. Writing this episode is more difficult. Recording it is more difficult. And just facing a day is more difficult than it was six weeks ago. The summer cold that I caught on July 12th made a profound change in my baseline of symptoms. There's no way to know if it's a permanent shift, but it sure feels that way. A couple years ago, my friend Peggy introduced me to the term permacrash, and it's been haunting me ever since. This feels like a permacrash. It's like my body is locked into a new normal, and it can't find its way back out. That's the crazy ruthlessness of myalgic encephalomyelitis. Everything can change overnight just because you went out into public one day and accidentally caught a little cold. I'm living now with the regrets of having not been more cautious. But I was just trying to live a life. Without my permission and against all my plans, reality points to the fact that this cold has moved me one step closer to severe. But I'm not severe. I'm moderately severe. Knowing what I know about severe, I'm truly grateful for the functioning and the wellness that I have today. August 8th was Severe ME-CFS Awareness Day. Begun by an organization called the 25% ME Group, the day calls attention to an illness that is mostly hidden in the darkened rooms of the millions missing. All around the globe, people are fighting for their lives, and too often they're losing the battle. The organization writes... Severe ME Understanding and Remembrance Day is a day to honor the strength of spirit of all those who have endured and continue to endure decades of suffering and profound physical dysfunction and yet receive little or no recognition or help, but rather continue to experience gross misrepresentation and misinterpretation of their illness and profound disability. To honor this day, I've asked a handful of friends to share their experience of being severe. A couple of them were not well enough to contribute. So today, I share the brief reflections of three people that are living with severe MECFS. Munson is a friend of mine who lives on a couple beautifully gardened acres in western Massachusetts. I enjoyed a face-to-face visit with her last March. She's been living with a severe version of this illness since 1992. What severe means to me? Well, the math never works out. I can save my energy for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I never have enough to do anything really fun. Um... I have not been able to get home to Illinois, where I grew up for like 25 years now almost. Um, I can almost never be around people. This social isolation is just brutal 
for me because I crashed so badly from human contact, which has to be the worst. I'm so jealous of people who have even a little bit more health than I do. And yet I feel a lot of sorrow for those who have it even worse. Um, disconnect from everything I thought my life would be. Um, my aspirations, my dreams, my hopes, it's just gone. Martin Hippa lives in Germany, and I met him on Instagram. He's been living with this illness since 2013. Using the energy that he has to raise awareness of the illness, Martin is an outspoken voice for the MECFS community. Being very severe with MECFS means loss of self-efficacy. The disease is degrading. It imprisons. It tortures. For me, it led to artificial feeding. There was a tube in my bed for two and a half years. It led through the abdominal wall into the stomach. Without the tube, I would be dead today. I would have wished it at that time. Being severe means consciously witnessing how the body is tied to the bed. It is sad. Friends leave. Every day is cruel and painful. It is torture. When it gets you, you're neither alive nor dead. You have very severe MECFS. Before the sudden onset of the illness on October 26, 2018, Martin Keough toured the world teaching and performing dance. He recently published his sixth book. It's a book of poems called Naked Realities. You'll find him on Facebook as The Missing Neighbor. I am one of the millions missing, and I go by the name The Missing Neighbor. And here we are, marking those of us who are severe with MECFS. For myself, I'm bed bound about 22 hours a day. And this is what it's like. Overdoing becomes the death of me. So I do everything in my power to keep from crashing with all its symptoms to not terrify myself and my family. I vigilantly practice pacing, do less than I'm able, and live by the motto, bad is beautiful. Thank you so much to both the Martins and to Peggy for sharing your voices. From my bed to yours, somehow we've got to stick together through all this. I feel like you're my siblings on this journey. Thank you all, everyone, for taking the time to read this post. I never imagined myself being in the position of having to write so personally about such a difficult topic. Your attention means a lot to me. And as always, have a great week. 
And don't forget, enjoy living in that body of yours. What a blessing is this life with all its joys and all its challenges. I'm reminded that in any moment I can choose joy. So that's what I'm going to do right now. Ah, joy. All the best to you. I'm sending all my love. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.